0: Alright then, getting tabled. getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yank, and Captain Socks. Hello future people. Jason the Bruce here with Getting Tabled. We have no George today because apparently he feels that going out to buy 7 million dogs is more important than bringing his voice to you wonderful people. I am, however, joined by a man that looks like he just broke out of prison. Major Sox. I didn't break out of prison. You're no, wearing no. an orange t-shirt. I'm uh, wearing a red one-ish. It's orange red. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: George is out gallivanting in Rundown Motel.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, he's... He got a really good deal on a hotel and apparently is the only human that doesn't realize that that's a trap because, well, cheap hotels are almost always traps.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, George, George didn't see, learn I'm, this. I don't have my little headset. I've got my nice little PHR steer here. Microphone.
0: So thank you, Bruce. All hail the white sphere.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, You're welcome. Uh, Yes, that is a purchase that I made, not the podcast made. Um, But if you would like to support us, we'd very much love for you to do that. Cheap plug for our Patreon.
1: That and I'm I'm assuming we're going to talk about our uh, new adventure.
0: Yes, we will be talking about that. Speaking of, in today's episode, we are going to be covering the latest from Games Workshop. We've got some stuff coming from Necromunda, uh, Aeronautica, Imperialis, uh, and a few other things. There's also a new hero coming out for the Black Templar. We have a look at 3rd edition for Wild West Exodus, which kind of came out of nowhere. I really wasn't expecting that so quickly. Uh, I finally thought it was probably worth looking at the Army Painter's Air Range. We've got some new bots coming, and a few other things that we'll leave as a bit of a teaser for later. Let's get started, shall we? Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Alright, so we'll start off with Games Workshop. Because I don't know, I always seem to start off with Games Workshop for some reason. We always seem to for some reason. Anyways, so the first thing I thought I would cover, we've got we've got a, a new set coming out for the now. I want to make sure I say this properly. Vansar augment Augmex. Aug-mex is a really stupid made up word. I mean, it's very clearly augmented and mech, but it just doesn't work together yeah. in my opinion. That's just my opinion. However, I kind of like the little spider robot guys.
1: They're going to say, little Saber Arachnids or whatever they call them.
0: Yeah, I, like I kind of like this. Even if they do look like they've been almost stolen directly out of Malifaux. Uh, the ones yeah, in Malifaux don't quite look that advanced. They're more steampunky, but robotic spiders is nothing new. It's kind of... It's a fairly standard scientific trait because people don't like spiders. Yeah. Uh, by the look of it, I think that the legs on these might actually be maneuverable unless they're only posed in certain ways. I hope not. I'm hoping that you can actually choose how you pose those because it yeah, looks like, like you actually have joints. Mhm. Um, I'd be kind of disappointed if those joints were just sculpts and not actual parts um but yeah really nice looking Orgmex. I hate the name I'm sorry
1: yeah it's, it's an odd
0: conjunction between words yeah um aeropoli- yeah, aeronautica Imperialis. so we haven't actually seen anything from this for a while I was actually starting to well, wonder if been. the game was still existing
1: it has been a while
0: so, we're finally getting some releases for the Eldar. I am... Sorry. Sorry. Not the Eldar. The Asuriani. I'm sorry, but they're Eldar. Or Craft World, if you really want to. Um, Asuriani is a another name that I'm not a fan of. But it is what it is. Um, gorgeous looking sculpts. These are kind of based on some very old sculpts at this point, but they're kind of timeless. Um, I have to agree with a couple of other presenters when they say that you really don't need to update the look of the Eldar. It's just, it just works. It's something that was done right the first time. Never change it. Um, just do more things in that actual ilk. In my opinion, anyway. They do, have a however, need to update some new kits. Mainly... We need a new bloody hand god. Give us a new bloody hand god. It's the most out-of-date model you have, looks-wise. And we've also got a bit of a focus that they did on that, which actually looks at the new two-player starter set that's coming out. Uh, Actually, it will be up for pre-order at the time of recording, or it should be in Australia, at least, anyway. Um, So you're getting a new set with the... Humans versus the Elder, uh, you're getting some dice and some tokens. The They are also re-releasing the Ground tokens, which is something that you could buy very early on last time and mm-hmm. never got re once they sold out for some stupid reason. Uh, there really was no good reason for it. Uh, but they're re-releasing them. Hopefully they stay around this time. I wouldn't be holding my breath if I were you uh, this seems to be something that Games Workshop seem to want to create fear of missing out with which is in my opinion a very stupid idea but it is what it is we're also getting the pre-order for the for the Nurgle plushie which is nice ever since that was teased it's kind of been ooh I like that I'm not buying it I just like it mhm so, not a huge amount coming out of Games Workshop, um, news-wise. Well, not that it was worth covering anyway, but there was a lot that came out over Gen Con, so I'm not really surprised. Uh, yeah. The last one, of course, is the hinted-out Hero. This is another model that we kind of haven't seen for a while. Uh, but, now, let me see if I can get his name right. His name is... Grimaldus, the relic-saving and orc-smashing high chaplain of the Black Templar.
1: Say that, say that five times fast.
0: Grimaldus, the relic-saving Aldous. and orc-smashing <laughs> high chaplain of the Black Templar. I am yeah. sorry, but... Uh, I mean, it's possibly the most 40k sounding name I've ever heard. Grimaldus. Yeah. Like, Seriously. It's grim, but with a Roman name attached to it. Um, yeah, yeah it is what it is. I do like the look of the model, though. I will, I will give them that. Um, yeah, it does look pretty
1: cool. You get a I'm bit of a teaser guy, trailer
0: with who the guy is, and yeah, it, it's a nice looking model. Um, I just think his name sucks. That's just my opinion. I got a thing with names today, apparently.
1: I kind of like the guy holding the big banner with the skeleton.
0: The Cenobite. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at that as well, actually. Uh, All of it's very much Primera scaled, which shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, I like that, like, I kind of, I will give this. I like the idea of a hero whose sole purpose isn't just going out and killing things, but also trying to retake these relics that have been lost over time. Which is a huge mm-hmm. part of the 40k lore is that we just don't know anything anymore. So there's been so much loss to time. And so these guys are going out and capturing it in theory to help the human race. But from memory, I think they just kind of keep them and lock them away so nobody can ever steal them again. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, I, I got this feeling that that's what they end up doing. I don't know which out of the Servitors, I'm not sure which I prefer... Whether I like the banner, like you said, or whether I like the totally not a Jesus allegory of a guy carrying a giant cross that's actually the double-headed eagle thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Because that's clearly the idea that that's based on. Sculpt-wise, anyway. And I'm not having a go, but that's just very clearly what that was inspired by. Yeah. Moving on, though... Like I said, this reveal from uh, War Cradle really did surprise me. I The current two-player starter set has been around for a while. Uh, it's a good few years old now. It's not ancient by any means. But not only are we getting a new two-player starter set, which already was a surprise, this is also the beginning of 3rd edition. Um, I don't really... Th- I mean, I'm excited for this. I mean, it's it's really nice. Uh, I'm kind of dreading having to go out and look up the rules for my... Um, for my faction, the, the Warrior Nation. Not that they're out yet, but that means that I'm going to have to update all of my cards and everything. And get them reprinted yeah. again. Um, the good thing about this is all their cards and so forth are online. So you don't have to go out and buy a card pack. That a company could then go and turn around and make outdated in three weeks. Not that I'm pointing the finger at any particular company at all. Seamon, right, After... not
1: the
0: only ones, because then... Oh no! There was a story recently where they sold these premium foil cards for hundreds of dollars, and then made them outdated before their customers even received them.
1: Yeah, oh, it's insane.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of very upset people. Um. Sculpts on these models, which shouldn't surprise anybody that's a fan of Wild West Exodus, but these are all awesome. Speaking of evil looking yeah. spider robot things, uh, this is, again, its this is very, very steampunky. Uh, this is another mm-hmm. one of the, we found technology from somewhere and we've just used it to corrupt everything. I like um, Captain
1: Fred- uh, who is it, Captain Carl Fredrickson? He almost looks like a, a mix between Iron Man with his little wrist, Yep. Blaster, and uh, one of the shares. But I do like the little, like you were saying, the little spider cabs and strider cabs and whatnot.
0: Yeah, they So, pretty cool. You've got the Union and the Enlightened in this, uh, and actually, yeah, you are right. It is. It does really feel like a Spider-Man. Now, yeah, actually, hang on. The I think that's that's Nikola Tesla. I think from memory.
1: Yeah, yeah. the first one, one of the first models you see is Nikola Tesla.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the... Okay, I see what you're talking about.
1: But then you got Gustav Eiffel that has that...
0: The wheelchair-looking thing.
1: Almost reminds... Yeah, the chair-looking thing. It almost reminds me... Of, did you ever see the movie Wild Wild West with uh, Will Smith in it? You're not it the first like one to make
0: that comment, actually. And I agree with you 100%. It,
1: it almost looks like that guy from the, the villain in that
0: show. So Yeah. Uh, to quote... Uh now hang on, who was it that said this? It was Jerry from Beasts of War when they were talking about this yesterday. Uh they asked him which of the factions that he prefers and he just he w- without missing a beat he comes out with a line of something. Of course I'm gonna get my Wiki Wiki Wild on <laughs> 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 It was just it, it just That's straight awesome. off without he didn't even it clearly wasn't a setup, he just came out of the top of his head with it.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um it is worth noting that Eagle? Beasts of War are now owned by the same company that owns War Cradle. But I'm not having a go, I'm just plotting that out. Uh, that's not hidden yeah. information by any means. Well,
1: and it's not Beast of War anymore, it's
0: on it's what, on tabletop? Yeah, it's technically both. Yeah. Uh my favourite from this set probably might actually be the Stratocav. I mean I do love the Iron Eagle and the um the, the I Iron just Horse, say I like but... the Iron Eagle too. I like the fact that we yeah. finally got a different version of the Iron Horse. That's actually a regular, a regular thing. Very mm-hmm. interested to see what ends up happening with the um, third edition, because obviously we don't really know anything about the third edition yet. But there is a campaign book in there. I notice as well. Yeah, that's going nice. to be right. new. Not the playing campaigns is new, but. Having an actual campaign book is new. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like a good quality set, honestly. It looks... I mean, if it's priced anywhere around where the current one was, that's going to be a bargain. Um, except I... Well, I'm going to have to buy the new gubbins and everything for it. I don't know if the cards will be the same. This is the only thing I don't know at this stage, is that I don't know if I have to go out and buy a new deck of cards or anything. I doubt yeah. that I will, but I don't know. Time will tell. And
1: it doesn't say doesn't say when, but it says it's coming this month.
0: So yes, we will link the video for anybody that wants to have a look at it. I, as always, it's kind of the only, it's kind of the only source at this point. But moving on to a website that looks like it was built thirty years ago.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Army Painter are a a good company, but you need to update your website. Okay. So, the fact that they're releasing an airbrush set is actually not entirely new. This has been hinted a good month and a half ago. And I've kind of skipped this off our news about four episodes in a row because we had so much to cover. But I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. When the previous starter set came out for... Army Painter. I actually asked them if they was going to do a wall paint set. So this is roughly two years ago now. And the response I got at the time was watch this space. And they've actually finally done it. Now I'm not saying that they did it because I asked. I'm just stating that they clearly had been working on this at the time. uh, And this proves it. Um, Mm -hmm. People tend to either love Army Painter or not. It tends to be one of those, because it's one of the cheaper yes. brands out there. So people tend to, I don't know. I, I actually do think Army Painter are a good company with some really good products. Uh, I am on record multiple times as saying that I still think they have the best washes on the market, bar none. Uh, I put them in front of Games Workshop and Vallejo in that sense with their washes, personally. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean anything for the airbrush range. Generally speaking, their paints tend to be a little bit more watery uh, than the others. Um, But in saying that, at least you know what you're getting from Army Painter, where Mm -hmm. sometimes with Vallejo you can buy the same colour twice and get very different things out of it. Um, Not always, but there is a few that are kind of like that. But you don't really have any massive lemons of their sets like you do with... Whites from Games Workshop, for example. Which are just lemons and not worth touching. Um, No idea, quality-wise, how this is going to turn out. I will be honest, I'm very, very tempted to try and get some of these. I have a whole heap of Badger paints at this stage, which are good. But I'd kind of like to experiment with what else is out there. And I'm not touching the Games Workshop stuff. Uh, It's just simply not worth it. Uh, And the the Vallejo airbrush stuff can be good, but the range can also be very limited, uh, depending on what you want to do. The the range on this one is huge. So on screen at the moment, I've got just the starter set, which is just your usual starter set with your usual colours. There's nothing really shocking about that at all. But further you down set.
1: you got a complete set with like 128 different colours
0: yep now Pink. the complete set is something that I probably would be suggesting that you don't want to buy unless you're like a commission painter or something because you yeah. don't need that many colours you, you just don't um would we all love to have that many colours I, I would love to have this box set I'm not spending $500 on paints that I'm never going to use though
1: no I agree.
0: Uh this is local price. Um Yeah. The mega set is probably your smarter way to buy in. So you've got hundred and twenty-six paints in the mega in the complete set, as opposed to fifty in the mega set, plus you've got nine metallics and one fluoro. Um They've kind of set this up to so that everything comes in sets of threes, so everything has a highlight and the, the fine highlight. You don't necessarily need paints like that. I mean, mixing obviously is a thing that you can do, but some people, just for whatever reason, don't feel comfortable when it comes mm-hmm. to mixing paints. I deliberately painted um, bought colours recently. Because I had a very specific paint scheme in mind. And I didn't want to have to paint colours to get it. Sorry, mix colours to get it. Because I was doing a very light, pastel-y type look. Um, So I I can definitely relate to how people feel on that. This is going to be something that's interesting. There's not really a lot out there at the moment when it comes to reviews. I'm very, very eager to have a look. Uh, I'm certainly not buying these at this stage. But... I will probably be buying at least a couple to try them out at some stage. Like I said, I think the, yeah. the the um the place to buy in here if you wanted to buy a whole set would be the mega. I would not recommend a complete set. No, I agree. You don't you don't have an airbrush, do you? I
1: do and I don't. <laughs> I have one. Have I used it
0: much? No. Is it a good one or a crap one?
1: Um, I'm trying to remember what it is I think it's
0: a Pash oh that's right you bought the same one that um... that's right you bought it not long before you had to move from England yeah alright moving on to Bot War so Bot War have a set out at the moment now depending on when you look at this you will find either one of two prices $199 is the American price which it tends to be it's weird because it comes up at $199 for me at the moment but if I go back and I open it up it comes up as $290 something and I don't know why the website's doing that I think it might be a bug because it's definitely not $199 sure on me. weird unless maybe he's reduced the cost of it okay makes this even more tempting than it already was. (laughs) Okay. So, this is a limited edition set that's only on sale from the 1st of October until the 8th of October. Uh, These are things that will be available separately, but this is a specific deal for a specific time. Uh, It comes with 22 minis, one of which is 140mm tall, or 5.5 inches, for those that don't speak like the rest of the world. Uh, Some of these are multiples of the same thing because it is one of those factions where you have choppers and turrets and so on and so forth. Everything is in a crimson resin. And if you're looking through the minis, you'll actually notice that there's two different versions of Ghost because one of them is a Primo version that you can only get as part of this set. So... Continues to have a very 80s cartoon vibe. Uh, This is very much their own thing, though. Coils is what used to be called the Snake Corp. They changed the name of it for probably some obvious reasons. Uh, I do think Coils is a better name, personally. Um, I'm very, very tempted by this. Uh, I have not purchased this yet. I'm not sure if I will or not. But I am very very tempted by this Uh, to the point where I've had people jokingly have a go at me about the fact that I haven't brought it yet (laughs) (laughs) because they're trying to tempt me into buying it Um, so this will all be resin it's the crimson resin this time Anthony has it so that every army is coming out with their own coloured resin which I really like we saw that with the purple on the infestors that I brought recently
1: yeah
0: but I'm a, I'm a big fan of these, and some of this stuff is really nice and chunky. Conspiracy is the giant city killer. The one that's 140 mil tall or five and a half inches tall. That is the biggest miniature they have in their range right now. Cause he's not only tall, nice. but he's really wide as well. Yeah. He looks nice. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. Like I said, I'm very, very tempted to buy this. Uh, it, Probably will end up happening. It's just a question of when it happens. Uh, It's not so much a matter of whether I'll be getting them. It's whether I'll be getting them with the deal or whether I'll be waiting and then buying them separately and choosing to pay more later. Uh, The other thing that's probably worth pointing out, obviously I mentioned already that the promo version is a limited edition thing. Also, the, the crit dice that you receive with this set are limited edition as well. I haven't seen pictures of those yet. But you will only receive those dice with the set. So, yeah. Anthony's got a a pretty good set on his hands here at the moment. We've known this has been coming for a while. But given that it's now actually available. Now, if I add that to my cart, it does come up at the 190-something. So, clearly the website is playing up there somewhere. Yeah, I want to say that it's Australian dollars versus not Australian dollars, but that doesn't make sense. Because, quite frankly, it's nowhere near the difference. I don't know why there's an error there.
1: No,
0: Anthony, if you happen to come across this, uh, you might want to look at that. I might have to point this out to him privately. Uh, Moving on. I thought we'd have a look at a couple of Kickstarters.
1: You only put one on. So if there's two, you didn't put the link. Uh,
0: No, that's right. I deleted the other one. That's all right.
1: This one looks kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) this is apparently based on a comic that I've never heard of, but I now instantly want to go out and find it. I really want to yeah. read this comic because it sounds really stuffed up. The uh, premise behind, yeah. behind it is... intended.
1: Yeah. Uh, the premise behind it, it's called The Stuff of Legend, the board game, and the premise behind it is some kid has been captured by the boogeyman from his closet, and his toy chest is going out to go save him.
0: Yep. Pretty much. So, yeah. The, the toys step into the darkness to try and save their, their owner. And when they step into the <laughs> darkness, they become real. So it's all, like, fed on imagination, this stuff. I really like this concept. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that we kid. don't see more of this sort of stuff. Because this is, to- let's be honest, this is Toy Story, but it's a screwed up version of Toy Story where everything's creepy. On the
1: Kickstarter, some, one of the guys says, Daryl Andrew says, Toy private Art, story, and gameplay are perfectly complementary, complementing each other. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Toy Story comes to life in a board game, in a sense, but it's a cooperative game by just watching the video a little bit. It's like it's cooperative, but there's some kind of a twist where yeah. someone may turn over to the bad side or get captured by the boogeyman, or I don't know. We'll have to see how.
0: Yeah, so, so you, you can choose to have it so that one of the players is secretly working with the boogeyman all along. But the allegiances during the game will shift and change all the time. Uh-huh. So if we were playing and you were the bad guy and me and George didn't know, at some point during the game, that would all change and then potentially it's George who's the bad guy and then we don't know. Because so, it changes and swaps around all the time. So it's yeah. one of those... Having a traitor is obviously not a new thing in a board game but I like the fact that if it's moving around, then you genuinely can't trust anyone.
1: But I also like
0: the fact that you don't have to do it because not everybody likes Mm -hmm. that mechanic in a game. Agree. Some people really hate it because they can't lie very well. Uh, Other people hate it just because they feel really guilty about it. Uh, I do enjoy them, but it's got to be done right. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm insanely tempted by this. And when I say I'm insanely tempted, I'm insanely tempted to go with the one that comes with the minis. Because... I was going to say,
1: the minis are... Oh... Good.
0: They look nice. Yeah. The boy marker and the boogeyman marker are already. You've got troopers. There's lost toys that are trying to attack you because you're the favourites that have forgotten about the lost toys. So they're sided with the bad guy. Because they've been forgotten by the little boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Boogeyman version which is the one with the minis also comes with a metal coin instead of a plastic one Uh, Mm -hmm. and then you've got all of your toys in their real life version I love the fact that the jester like so the pop-up clown thing he's he's just holding two axes yeah he's awesome
1: looks kind of evil looking even though he's supposed to be a fun little jester toy he looks like he's evil oh yeah just the way he's just the way he's sculpted.
0: Then um, you have the
1: ballerina that's gonna.
0: What? Pistols? Yeah, pistols, yeah. She still looks clockwork, which I kind of like. She does. Max is just all kinds of awesome. Um, I, I reckon the, the weakest is probably Percy the pig. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's based on the, his piggy
1: bank, but, but I agree. It kind of yeah. looks like it's wooden on the back half and an actual pig on the front half I do yep. like the the princess miniature too with the, the Indian princess
0: yes yeah
1: kind of sneaking around
0: yeah I do like that and I like the fact that, that everything in here feels like it actually means something uh, there's none of this mm-hmm. um, th- there's none of this like this one's cutesy and obviously not going to be a threat like everything feels like it could do some damage uh, I mean, Monty only has symbols, so maybe, but he doesn't really... Uh, he doesn't look helpless. Yeah. Uh, for a moment, I thought that he had a horn, and then I realised that it was his tail. But it does kind of look like he has two horns there for a second.
1: From, yeah, from the, the front side, yeah, I can see that. But he's got a little red cap that... that... Most monkeys with the symbols you see, yeah, have, but yeah, I can see from that one angle, it almost looks like he does have the horns. Uh,
0: and the only other thing I would, like, these come with the same game trays that the game that George and I brought, which was um, Super Fantasy Brawl, uh, but they're shaped to be two boxes, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I thought that was kind of awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of these. Uh, Not everybody was. uh, Because they take up too much room. Because they're designed to be carrying things in the box. Uh, There's also a version you can buy that comes with art. Because there's like one version of each of these. Uh, I'm not so much interested in that. But it does tend to be something that's very popular. Uh, Uh Like I said, I'm insanely tempted by this. Um, like, very, very, very tempted. And I've got a reminder here that I need to fix up my He-Man pledge, which I will do after we finish recording. Alright, our last story. Now, I want to preface... No, it's our second last story, sorry. Uh Uh-huh. I want to preface this next story very clearly because the source that we are using... States that it's news. However, it's the only news source on this, and I'm not entirely convinced that it's reliable. Although the story is believable and reported that they are looking to sell, this is the only source that stated that it's already happened. So, so I want to preface that this, this is rumour. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I had it when I looked last I think night. I'm trying to remember where I saw it. I want to, see, I
1: want to say I saw it as part of a. My uh, Legion groups.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, there was a lot of rumour that started last week. So the rumour was that the owners of Asmodee, which is who owns Fantasy Flight, Atomic Mass Games, etc. Like they are the biggest name. Z-Man. Yeah.
1: They are pretty much the biggest board game, miniature game owner in the world. And rumour is that they are being sold. Or an astronomical price! I can't believe how much two
0: billion euros, which is what about three six, like three point six million dollars or something? I might look at Two point three up. five. Two point three five. Two point
1: three five. Oh okay, but but still,
0: that's, oh, it's that's, huge! It's ridiculous. Uh, like, it variably... as Modi was only purchased roughly around two yeah. years ago. Um, this is a rumour that started circulating last week. It was the 20... I want to say the 26th. It might have been the 25th was the earliest I saw. Um, so this particular news article is sourced from a French website that says that it's already been purchased for that price. However, it doesn't say who brought it. Uh, and it's the only source that I've seen that says that it's already sold. So I would consider this to be rumour at this stage and not confirmed. Uh, yeah, well, the possibility is that if it is happening, maybe it hasn't been finalised yet. Um, I mean, look, it, if, if they want to sell, they will sell it. It's, it's not like this is something that would be difficult to sell. Um, but a $2 million this- purchase happening within a week of the owners deciding that they want to put it on the market there's no way that's happening that quickly unless it was already planned
1: yeah it does the article does say that there's a couple other investors that are thinking about buying it one in france and one here in the u.s so we'll see what happens but yeah as we like we said it's one of the biggest they own days of wonder they own z-man games they own Catan series um, Fantasy Flight like we mentioned AMG I mean they own a plethora of games
0: all of which are huge yeah Um,
1: I mean Fantasy Flight are big
0: enough by themselves let alone let let alone the entire company yeah um it's also probably worth note, like I Doubt that there'd be much from the board game thing side of things that you'd need to be concerned about. I do, however, have concerns over the wargaming side if there was new owners to come in. Because new owners, one of the first things they tend to do is focus. Make some changes. Yeah, they like to change things. Now, in saying that, I think that they would be very, very stupid to damage the tabletop... Side of things, too much. My hope would be that one of the things new owners would do would be finally to fix what is Asmodee's biggest problem right now, which is their distribution. And it has been long before Covid was a thing. It's been a problem from day one of every Star Wars game that they've done. Um. And this isn't just the community that's been complaining about it. has been stores worldwide that's been complaining about this. Um, maybe that's why the owners want to get rid of it. Maybe they don't really have the answers and maybe they're just tired of trying to fix it. Uh, right. If they've even been trying to fix it at all, I honestly have my doubts that they ever have tried to fix it. Because I'm it's been selling. What's the problem? It sells. So. Yeah.
1: Those of us in the Star Wars community have always been wondering why it takes forever for reprints to come back out, new stuff to actually hit the market, because sometimes they're two, three, sometimes a month late from the, the date that they're supposed to come out. And then some people get, some people, okay, so like, for example, the Wookiee Warriors are already out, the new version of the Wookiee Warriors, and not out here in the U.S., it's available in Europe, and it's available in Canada, but not here in the U.S., yeah. because of delays and stuff like that. And so people I know of people that have been ordering here for in the States from stores in Canada. We of, currently of have
0: a store in Australia that's running a... Um, they're running a campaign to get signatures for people to... Petition is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, Because they've received all of their stock for a whole heap of Marvel stuff and a whole heap of Star Wars stuff that's been available in the US for over a month, and they're being told by Asmodee that they're not allowed to sell it yet. and yeah, it's crazy. To, to the point where, if they do sell it without permission, there's ramifications. Yeah. Um, and this is stuff that's already a month old at this point. And yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I have not signed Probably. this petition because it's being run by a store, and... I don't really know the store very well and I kind of I can't help but wonder if maybe there's a little bit more to this story but it's definitely the reason I'm mentioning it is it's a very good example of just how badly Asmodee have been handling this for a long time and again this is not COVID this is something that's been a problem from day one and not just in the programming side why have one release date
1: for one part of the world and not not another the same release date in a different part when you know shipments are going to be arriving about the same time or you could hold off for a day or two or a week if needed
0: or why continually promise dates and not deliver which they have been doing a lot uh on the atomic mass Games side of things atomic mass games won't comment on release dates at all uh because it's outside of their control and they can't do anything about it
1: yeah
0: um and ironically i mean i have seen the community attack them over this when the community knows that it's not there that's doing it but you tar- you target the only company that you can get your hands on i suppose yep
1: absolutely so we'll see we'll see what comes of this if this actually comes into play and Asmodee is sold
0: yeah we'll see Hopefully whoever it is have a better grip on how to fix this problem. Because the current owners are not dealing with this at all. And I don't think they're even trying, quite frankly.
1: I might get with the with how quickly they're selling this, I think they're just out there to get the the profit from selling it, is my mind. Yeah. They may have you may be right, they may have tried to fix it and figured that it can't be done from their end, so they're just kinda I don't think they've tried at all. Kind of, Honestly. And and you may be right too. So they may be Mm. just trying to see what
0: profit they can come out of it.
1: It doesn't take two
0: years to fix these problems.
1: Yes, COVID had an impact, but you had almost two years before COVID actually really came into play to try and fix some stuff.
0: Can you repeat that last bit? You kind of cut out halfway through your sentence.
1: So they... They bought it about two years prior to COVID. So you're right. They had
0: two years that they could have tried to fix it. Is yeah. it coming through now? So yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. to say. Um, the very last bit of... And I, don't, I just want to touch on this very, very briefly. There's a story that hit last weekend about a world record being broken. We didn't touch on it because it was our off week. So... I want to preface this by explaining my initial thoughts when I very first saw the news headlines. So I'm talking about the miniature that sold for $35,000. And my initial thought was, oh no, these guys are doing this in our market now as well. Because I had no idea who was involved in this at the time. Um, And there'd been a story recently about a whole heap of auctions in the video game market. That people had found evidence had been done fraudulently to boost the prices and get more profit out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened very similar a few years ago in the coin collecting market, and was responsible for that market essentially dying. Um, yeah. Dying is probably not the right word, but it, and it's similar sort of people involved. That's why I had concerns over this story. However. Uh, Those concerns were just completely, (laughs) completely wrong. Uh, It was actually being sold by a fairly well-known YouTuber, Squidmar Miniatures, Uh, and, like, fairly respectable too. I mean, this guy is fairly well-known in the community uh, and he sold it on eBay, so there's no real thing that he can do as far as the control of it. I mean, apart from creating free accounts... But we yeah. know that he didn't create a free account because we know who it was that brought it. And I know the uh, the people that brought it. It was House of War here in Australia. So, in the video where this went live, he actually talks with Devin Riordan, who, again, I know personally. Um, and they were talking about how they kind of felt like they were buying a piece of history. And I could see that. Mm-hmm. For those that are not overly familiar with the actual kit itself this kit is a fairly notoriously horrible kit uh it's a it's a nightmare to build there's a reason why this was so rare because it was just a disaster of a kit Um, it was never really a cheap kit it was always an expensive one Um, it certainly never sold for anything like this though but it was also painted really really nicely Uh, Apparently this is one of a couple of them that they're going to be purchasing because they want to make a diorama in the store. Uh, This is kind Mm. of a goal that they've had for their store for quite a while. Um, House of War is the largest miniature store in the Southern Hemisphere. So not just Australia, the Southern Hemisphere. So it's, it's currently sitting in what used to be a motorcycle sales store. So just to give you oh, wow. an idea of the sort of size that it is, yeah. Um, Devon and Riordan have kind of had big grand plans uh, grand plans for that for a while. And so this goes kind of, it, it does fit, feel within character. Uh, I haven't been to House of War for about a year and a half at this point because COVID has kind of been a thing. I know yeah. that there's members out there in the community that have very strong opinions on this one way or the other. Uh, I am not voicing an opinion on this quite deliberately. There's a reason I'm being very careful with the words that I choose to say uh, and why I'm specifically pointing out that I know the owners. All I can say is I was glad that this turned out to be a legitimate sale. Um, And I, I don't... I mean, it's going to be here in Melbourne at a store that I can go and look at. And I can't really say personally that that really excites me much. I mean, it'll be nice to see. Mm-hmm. But I suspect that there will be people within the 40K community that will be very excited to see this. Um, I don't really have a strong feeling on it because it's just, it's not a miniature of... I've seen pictures of it, but it's, it's not ever really been a miniature that I was like, oh, I really wish I could buy one of these one day. It's not like the Titans, yeah. or, and I've never buy a Titan either. Uh, it's just one of those miniatures that I was never really looking at, uh, even vaguely. Uh, but there are people where this would be a field dream, uh, like an actual thing that they would really want. So... Interesting to see. I'm very interested to see how they end up protecting this is going to be the big thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because given how much of a a difficult kit it was to build, let's be honest, miniatures that are made of metal don't exactly hold together very well if you bump them. I'm hoping that at minimum this is going to be something that's locked behind a significant cabinet. Uh, Because obviously it's something that they want to display. But Uh you don't want something like this sitting on one of those IKEA shelves. It will last five minutes. Um, You want something that, in my opinion, you'll you'll want something that's going to be on display, but very much secure. Because this will be something that's on display to the public and not everybody in the public can be trusted. That's the only reservation I really have. It's nice that it's going into the public so that people could see it, but they're going to want to put some very serious thought into how they're going to protect this when it go, when it does. And I don't really know how they're going to. My mm-hmm. thought would be is that you kind of approach it in a similar way to, like, jewellery stores and that do, with, like, the thick yeah. glass enclosures in clas- in clos- and stuff. That wouldn't be cheap, but this is not a cheap item, no. so... That would be the way that I would approach it. Uh, mainly because I can't think of a better way. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. Um, have you seen the miniature yourself? I know you're not a huge 40k person. but No. Okay. It's a giant spaceship. It's like... It's huge. Okay. Um... We have Aiming for the Indie, which is that one.
1: Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon.
0: Alright, I might go over this one a little bit quickly because that last story went on much longer than the couple of seconds that I was going to give to it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Tabletop World. Tabletop World sell diorama levels with... of kits. Oh, no, these are not diorama. <laughs> Wait. These are all resin. These they kits
1: look
0: amazing. Oh yeah, there's a reason for that. There's also a reason why they're expensive. These are hand built by the team. Hand yeah. sculpted and then cast. Like these things are insane levels of detail. Uh, I'm just gonna open up the cottage just just for the moment. Just to give you a look. At the sort of detail that we're looking at here. like This isn't some cheap plastic kit. This is hand sculpted levels of detail. It's insane. What is Incredible. not always shown. Is that the internals are all sculpted as well. You need to scroll down to see that in the cottage. Um, obviously these are things that you need to be painted. Uh, because... These things have such detail. House of War brought a a lot of these kits very early on for their um, tables. And quickly took them off the tables and kept them on display instead. uh, Because resin has a thing of being fragile. These are definitely not easy kits to paint. Because of the amount of detail, no. you really... Like, these are the sort of kits that you're going to ruin your brushes on because it's just going to scratch the... They, they are... like You paint them and they, like washes will do wonders on this. Um, dry brushing will do wonders on this. But getting that initial colour down is something that's going mm-hmm. to take time. There really is no quick solution to kits like this. Uh, and this is the sort of kit that you are either going to need... Or not need. Um, I honestly can't tell you which ones. I know I've definitely seen the Merchant House, uh, and I've seen one of the cottages and the townhouse. I've seen the Stone Bridge. I mean, in person, just for the record. But I'm not sure what other ones. I think I might have seen the Blacksmith. Um, The reason that I say that these sort of things are either something that you will either need or you won't look at twice is because these are very expensive kits. They're very, very high detail kits that if you want them, you know that you want them. And if you're not really interested, you're not really going to give it much of a second thought. Uh, And I'm not having a go at the kits. It's just when it comes to expensive kits like this. Either, oh my god, I need this, or, well, I could do that with an MDF kit. It's not going to look as nice, but it's not even half the price. Is the sort of... Can you get an MDF kit to look at that? Well, maybe. But you'd probably have to redo the entire kit and green stuff over the top of it. You could do it. but I don't think it would be worth trying to do it, but you could. Um, That
1: Wizard Tower looks
0: awesome. Yes, I am a big fan, a fan of that wizard tower. Um, I love the fact that they have an outhouse. That's just hilarious. That's on page yeah. two. <laughs> um, I, like I said, I've seen this stuff in person and I was going through trying to find an indie and came across this and I'd almost kind of forgotten that this existed. If that makes any sense at all. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just was like oh no. Yep, I have to show this off. Which one? No, I mean I meant the the company itself. Oh, the company itself, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean I like all the walls, all the town walls and just how detailed they are. Yeah. And the and the aspect that you could build like a huge stone walled city with all the towers and the gate and just the level of detail that you could
0: have with it. It's just Yeah. Um, my favourite might be, is it the Wizard Tower? I really like the monument, ironically, which is probably one of the, yeah, the simpler ones. The monument looks really
1: nice too. Yeah, that monument The was nice only too.
0: issue I have with the walls is that you would have to buy a lot of it. <laughs> and yes, I can't that's the
1: only problem.
0: Yeah. The town gate is possibly one of the... Mo- is possibly one of the most impressive miniatures that I've ever seen. But at 250 euros, I don't think I want to sit here and say it's my favorite.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying no, it's not I mean... worth it. The size of that kit
0: <laughs> is astronomical. Uh, yeah. But it's just not what well, I would buy.
1: And when each town wall section ranges between 33 and 35 bucks. Yeah. No, well, and I mean, if you want some towers in there, you got 72 bucks for a tower. So. Uh, you're looking at good-sized stone wall, you're looking at a good thousand bucks or so.
0: Yeah, uh, the weight of the town of the town gate is two and a half kilos, which, for the record, is five and a half pounds.
1: You can say it makes sense with that thing being as as large as it is, and it's all
0: resin. Yeah, So these things are expensive but that gives you an idea of why they're expensive. Because postage on this isn't going to be cheap either. That's the other thing that you need to remember with kits like this. Mm-hmm. Because you're posting two and a half kilograms of resin. It's going yeah. to cost you a pretty penny. Alright. Shall we cover some hobby? huh Dream, gloom, prime, paint. So obviously, George isn't here, but George, yep. for his hobby, has been waiting. Yeah. That's pretty much all he's really? been doing. He's now. been either waiting to leave, waiting for things to arrive, um, or waiting in a hotel that looks like it's falling apart. Pretty much. What have you been up to? <laughs>
1: So I'll, I'll move my pan my camera up just a little bit. Um, there's a new addition on that shelf. Can you see it in the back? Uh, I see
0: something behind the, beside the satellite.
1: Right next to the satellite. Yep. Right next to the. Uh, so I got the lunar lander.
0: Oh yeah, that's so. finally arrived. Nice. Yep, got that. Uh,
1: but then also played some Star Wars model with my son today. He enjoyed it.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and then uh. Played a game at the local store and won on the very last turn with my legion game, only because I had an ATST guarding two capture points that he needed to capture at the end of the game. So, yeah, that's been about my hobby.
0: So you've been bullying. Hopefully your children, this week basically. I'll get, or,
1: Yeah, hopefully this next two weeks I'll get some uh, some paint out. Now that things are starting to settle down around here in the house. Now that we're finally settling in. Um,
0: yeah. So. So, people that are following our YouTube channel closely probably already know what I'm up to, although I kind of hinted at what I was going to be up to last episode anyway. I've been working pretty heavily on my Conquest content, uh, mainly trying to get all of the unboxing stuff done as early in the month as I can, so that I can build them and then start working on the paint thing, because if I want to do painting tutorials or, or a guide on how I got the look that I did, I need as much time to work that out as I can uh, if I want to do all of it in October Um, so I've finished the last of the unboxings now Um, I have started building some of the kits Uh, so I started building the Raptor Riders which are they on the screen? oh they're over here but you can't really see them but it's Orcs it's on Dinosaurs. What's not lo- not to love about that? I, yeah. I've been f- having some frustrations with my Ender 3. Uh, I did manage to get my Ender 3 so that I could get my little cube done. And I've got a little Benchy done. But then when I tried to do anything more than that it just kind of didn't even vaguely work. Uh, and that's oh, kind that's of been something that I've kind of put to the side and not gone back to at this stage uh my, my bed is just not leveled properly still um mm. because these were done in the very very center and that's why they worked and obviously the moment that it's trying to go out further it's just yeah it's just not working Misaligned line or something <sighs> leveling the bed on 3d printers is pretty much the most frustrating part of it uh and something that takes practice from what i understand um, to a large extent, I've just kind of slid that into the too hard pile for the moment because I don't really have the time to dedicate towards it. I mean, even this afternoon, any any time that I do have will be dedicated to editing this and getting this uploaded. But then I've got a and d mm-hmm. game this afternoon, so I don't even really have a lot of time for that. Um, so my end at this stage is money that I've spent on something that I can't use. Which is why I'm saying that it's frustrating me. What I might end up having to do is when we get out of lockdown, I might have to look at getting somebody to come over and actually help me that has more experience in it. Um, Not part of it's out of laziness, I guess, but it's just because it's one of those things that I keep on... I could spend a lot of time on it, but the more time I spend on it, the more frustrated I'm going to get. And I, I want this thing to work. I know that once it's done, the tuning and stuff will get easier because it's not. I don't have to do all of it all at once. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just maybe I'm making it harder than I need to. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Oh, I, the ironic thing is, is that resin printers were supposed to be so much more difficult. But I had none of these problems with my resin printer at all. I mean, yes, I I had to level it, but it was so much easier. Mm-hmm. I, I just did the paper trick, and it's just worked ever since. Um. So, I didn't really have like th- this has been so much harder. Like these are the only successful prints I've had. And this is supposed to be easier. Maybe people just say that it's easier because they've been doing it longer. And then resin was a a learning curve because it was a a new way of doing things and it all worked upside down. I don't know. Just my Mm -hmm. thought on the matter. Um, yeah. Game talk? Game talk.
1: Talk nerdy to me.
0: I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) Alright. We're moving back to Drop Zone Commander this week. Or this fortnight. And we are finally getting to the Shaltari HQ. If it'll open for me. Which has changed since...
1: Yeah, which has changed since I last played Drop Zone. Because my Coyote is he was around here somewhere but he's not part of the actual main group anymore
0: was that a um character
1: no it wasn't it was a court uh not the coyote was the coyote i can't even remember now it's been that long since i played chatari drop zone
0: um i think about it
1: so we're talking possibly
0: Alright. Yeah. I'm gonna start on the Daimyo Battle Suits because this is something that we kind of questioned some time ago because we didn't figure we couldn't figure out where they were. Yes. Yeah. So it turns out that the battlesuits and that was largely because I didn't know the game well enough to know what was happening. Um So the battle battlesuit is HQ's they are 65 points. they got a move of 3 inches. They have active countermeasures. What's the P5 plus part there? It's
1: passive countermeasure.
0: Oh, okay. So they have passive countermeasures as well. Yeah.
1: So they have active, but they also get. It's almost like jump fleets, the shields that the Shatari have.
0: These guys have shields oh, all the time. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, nine armor, four damage. Uh, they Infantry 2+. plus. Uh, they have a special, which is Command Center. Oh, I'm going to need to go and get my rule book, can't I? Uh, and they're Resilient. So Resilient is a, is a rule that we've come across before. They have a weapon called the Web Projector. So apparently they're Spider-Man. Uh, yep. There's no move and fire. There's no arc. Its range is close quarters, so it's range is close quarters on both. You've got four shots, there's no accuracy, because I guess it's a close quarter weapon. uh, It's got three energy. Teleport web and reduced minus one. They've also got a couple of special rules down the bottom here, which I'll go through before I go to find the um, command center rule. Nano Gateway. Instead of making a movement action, this squad may immediately go into holding. Any held objectives are dropped before the squad is put into holding. So they are carrying around a teleporter with them, essentially. Yep. Uh, Warband. At the start of the game, before deployment, this this unit may join any other squad of Shaltari infantry. For all purposes, it's treated as a part of the squad... And Battle Group. Taking on their Category 2, although a Commander may still be mounted in it due to its Command Center Special Rule. Okay, so, there we go. That's what this Commander Special Rule is, is that it allows a Commander to be mounted into it. The Web Projector. When this weapon deals damage, instead of causing damage, you may place the Target Squad in coherency outside of the garrison, within two inches of a wall. So, it's literally a web that's sticking people to things. Uh, they've also got the Warsuit Suit Special Rule. Uh, this unit's active countermeasure only take effect against weapons of energy six or less. In addition, re roll successful collateral damage hits against the unit. So... There's quite a bit going on there. Yeah. And just taking a look at the picture, just in case anybody was confused as to why they have a teleporter on them, there's actually a gate on the mini itself. So that shouldn't have really been of any surprise. Uh, do you want to cover the Lynx? Yep. So the next one is the Lynx Cheap
1: Strider. It's 100 points and a squad size of 1. 4-inch move, uh, active countermeasures as well. Three plus, uh, fourteen armor, four damage, and it's a walk walker type. It has twist got twin goth cannons, four weapons, uh, front side uh, for the arcs. Uh, range full is infinite, infinite, and range countered is twenty-four inches. It has one shot, two accuracy, energy ten, and has strafe of two. And then, clairvoyance is one of its special rules. Uh, when drawing command cards, go to your highest command and value and discard one. Of your choice from your hand. So in other words, when you're drawing command cards, if you have a commander rating of five, you're going to draw six, but then discard one. Uh, you you can eject. If this unit is destroyed, roll a four, roll a four dice. Lewis, what's up with that? Roll a four dice. I'm guessing it's dice. meant to be a
0: roll of a roll of four or higher. That would be my guess. Yeah,
1: but that would be my guess. Place the command module within that many inches, eight inches above the ground level command module is best represented by the turret top of the links or a small token if there was a the commander in this unit it survives the command module is co- counted as the same battle group as this unit so uh and then for the command module itself it and once it's been ejected it has zero movement uh active countermeasures uh, passive three plus as well armor 11 one damage and the tank so pretty cool special rule that if commander is destroyed, you can still try and or the war spider itself is destroyed, you can try and eject and save your commander.
0: Yeah, I kinda I kinda like that idea.
1: So that's that's actual what I remember the the coyote or whatever it was from the beforehand, but he doesn't he didn't have the little grill on the front, so it looks like the same squat or same miniature other than the little Chieftain's headdress at the you,
0: front. You're not talking about the Jaguar Warstrider, are you?
1: The Jaguar is down below in the standards.
0: Yeah, I no, because it looks very similar, but it doesn't have the headdress.
1: It is. It's very similar. But oh, the there's, a, there's a, a Leopard as heads. well, in heavy. Yep. There's the Leopard, there's the Panther, and then there's the Ocelot. And
0: then, and then there's, there's the a Puma. Puma.
1: They, ha- they have a bunch of different heavy war Warstriders. Large war
0: Warstriders, as it say. I'm just trying to figure out what this one is so, that you think that's missing. I don't know the army well enough to know. All right,
1: I don't think it's missing. They've they've changed it to a Lynx. They've just remodeled it as a Lynx Chief Strider. Oh, okay. The, the original, the original War Strider Commander that I had back when version one point one was around. 1. So you've got 1.1. a unique one. Anyways, I do, but I could probably use it as a Lynx because it looks the same. Yeah, other than the little blue head, blue headdress on the front.
0: Well, the last one we have is the Frostrate Command Ship. Uh, that's one hundred and sixty points, so easily the most expensive. Uh, it's got a squad size of one, obviously. It moves up to twenty inches. It's got active countermeasures, uh, and its shielding is P five plus. And then it's E plus three. What's the E plus three thing about? Evasion. Evasion. So ha- okay. So the
1: accuracy, so I believe with evasion, accuracy goes up three. Yep.
0: For the, if for the, the attacker. Uh, 10 armor, 6 damage, and it's an aircraft type, just in case that wasn't obvious. Got a couple of weapons here. We've got a foe crusher cannon. So its move and fire is 10 inches. It's got full arc. Uh, it's front range arc. full is... Sorry? Oh, front, front arc. Arc. Sorry. Full. Yes. Sorry, yeah. I'm confusing the two. Range full is 18 inches. Range counted is the same. One shot, three plus accuracy, and it's got an energy of 12. Devastator three against tank and walkers. So it's going to be very good against those. Devastator four against large, so very very effective against a lot of large things. units. Yeah, just you're not going to yeah. be Waters you're not going to be taking anything out with that's an infantry. It's all going to be tanks and walkers, and yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You've got a disruptor cannon. Uh, move and fire is ten inches, front arc forty eight inches on both for that one. One shot. Uh, Energy 3 again, this one's got 8 energy, and it's it's an area attack, so it's going to be a template, I assume is what that is, yep. And finally, Dragon Cannon, no move and fire on that, but this is front side and rear, 12 inches on both, 12 shots, accuracy of 3+, 6 energy, and it's cover body soft. Do you know what the cover special so rule one, is?
1: So this one will be good at taking out infantry that are hiding behind. Bo- body cover is... I'm trying to remember the rules. It's been so long since I played. Um, but I know it affects primarily infantry units if they're hiding in buildings and stuff like that. So this one doesn't affect... Doesn't lose... Uh, we'll have to look the rules. I'll pull the rules up and we'll we can look at them.
0: It sounds like it, it's... Yeah, while you're doing that, it sounds like it's um, basically where you'd normally be safe from things like this inside certain types of cover. Uh, this just works around it, essentially. Yep. Uh, while you're looking that up, the disruption cannon. If the target of this weapon is within 24 inches, Increase its energy by two. If the target is within 12 inches, instead increase the energy by four. Oh, that Disruptor Cannon's nasty. That's very nasty, potentially. And I think it's worth saying that that's the best looking of them, in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean... By a significant margin. Not that any of them really look bad, but that's easily the best looking out of the HQ. Uh, depending on that cover rule, I think it might be my favorite too.
1: So body cover, according to the hardbound book, so it may have changed in the the new stuff from TT Combat, Yeah. Um, but body cover provides physical protection behind which infantry... Uh, which infantry can take cover? In, in, any infantry bases directly behind it, or in it, gain a plus one to the roll required to damage against them, up to a maximum of six plus. So directly behind is defined as any part of the infantry base within being within one inches of the feature, where the feature obscures fifty percent or more of the infantry base. So in other words, the accuracy goes up by one. Uh, the dragon cannon negates that. Uh, okay. Soft cover provides no... You, got, you found something different?
0: No, no, I was, I was going to read that, but you've already got it.
1: Soft cover provides no physical protection, but it can obscure target, making it more... Oh, so soft cover does the accuracy. So, anyone well, firing against...
0: Uh... Go ahead. Targets in or within one inch of soft cover... Impart a plus two penalty to accuracy rolls on weapons firing at them, providing the soft cover is between them and the shooter. So. Yeah, so soft cover. As opposed to the other one that's very clearly barricades and stuff, this is more trees and things like that.
1: Yeah, soft cover is the accuracy, body cover is when you're trying
0: to inflict damage. That's what it is. Cool. And either way, it negates it, so. Yeah, um, Good. I think we're pretty safe in saying, like, again, there's not really any bad here, but I think the frustrate command ship is, as it should have been, the most powerful. I mean, it's the most expensive too. So, uh, but with those cannons, yeah. I just there's very few situations in the game where you wouldn't want to go that way. I do like mm-hmm. the Link's Chief Strider ability to kind of, you know, pull one out of its out of itself if things go wrong yeah um, and it's like it's almost it's pretty much a 5050 chance that you'll still get to keep it with a 4 plus mm-hmm. uh, assuming mm-hmm. that it is a 4 plus and not you have to roll a four uh, Lewis it's probably worth noting that the wording on that needs to be fixed because as it's written it doesn't actually make sense. So there we are, we've finally got to the end of the HQ for the game. No, we've still got resistance to go. Yes. Um But otherwise. Alright, so upcoming events. Um alright, only a couple. The drop fleet Commander community space station building competition is still going on. Just a reminder that you need to finish your submission before the 16th of October. This is for those that have already entered. If you haven't entered by now, it's too late. Um, Spiel Essen is happening in Germany, at least at time of recording, as far as I understand. That is from the 14th till the 17th of October. So that's the day after my birthday. Um, It's unlikely we'll get any... Super news out of that. Normally, Essence Spiel is more of of a demo and uh, Mm -hmm. bringing people into the game as opposed to new information type stuff. But you never know. Yeah. More work. Yeah. All right. So, watch Prepare for Conquest. (laughs) October, for me personally, is a month where I'm concentrating on Conquest. This is a new game that I'm entering. For those that don't know, the reason I've ventured into this game now is because I started a new job where I'm now working Yay. 9 to 5. Yay! I'm now working 9 to 5, which means I'm not constantly exhausted. <laughs> um, These guys know how much I've been struggling with my previous job. I've had... No time to myself. When I did, I I was having to fight a schedule that was never reliable. Uh, it was very difficult to be reliable outside of work. Uh, we kind of got lucky over the last twelve months. We kind of most things were able to line up. Um, we did. As a way of rewarding myself, I chose I chose to invest in a new game that had gotten me excited. In fact, I've invested in two new games, but the other one's not here yet. But Conquest is what I'm concentrating on personally for October. It doesn't mean you won't see other stuff from the channel. It's just this is what the focus is for the month of October. We are also an affiliate for Parabellum. where we reached out to them in regards to using some of their artwork in the videos, they actually said hey, would you be interested in? Basically what that means is if you follow the links that we will provide you uh, and use the uh, and use the discount code GETTING TABLED, like literally just GETTING TABLED, no spaces. Uh, you'll get 10% off your order from the e store. Uh, we get a small commission back on that as well to help out the channel. Doesn't cost you a cent other than what you are probably going to be buying anyway. And you get it for a little bit cheaper. Uh, we're not a huge channel. Uh, we are trying to get our numbers up. Uh, none of our videos on YouTube are monetized. So the only support we have at this stage is the few people we have on our Patreon. Thank you, guys. You are definitely appreciated. very much. And anybody that chooses to use this. Um, Like like we mentioned earlier, I actually purchased Sox's new microphone personally. um, Just because I felt like I wanted to. Uh, For the people that were teasing me about purchases, yes, this is one of the reasons why I haven't bought coils yet um and i appreciate it i really do because we're expanding our our range of being
1: able to do this more a little more professionally instead of little
0: yeah and it's the the audio quality holds up as opposed to much uh, better that was always a compromise um and look we we definitely have further goals we want to help get captain socks sorry major socks Updated so that he can actually do unboxings and that sort of stuff as well, which is outside of his wheelhouse of possibilities right now. Um, Probably starting with updating your camera.
1: Probably.
0: But we'll have to get there. We'll work towards it. Um, Actually publicly setting goals is something I think we need to do more of because we don't really talk about what our Patreons and so forth are going towards very often, and I think we should do more of that. That's us again for another fortnight. I need to reopen the thing that I closed. That's us for another fortnight. Thank you, Major Socks. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, I'm glad that it's you break fun. out of prison for us. It's it's muchly appreciated. <laughs> it's actually
1: so. This shirt I got at Gen con when I went, which was demoed for Ares' game that makes sell uh, of Glory and Wings of Glory. So I actually demoed for them while I was at Gen Con oh. back in 2017. So this is the staff shirt that I got for demoing for them.
0: You need to talk so. to me about Wings of Glory at some point and give me your opinion on it. Oh. I almost brought okay. into that a couple of times.
1: It's a fun game.
0: Mainly yeah, because well. there's a fan-built Snoopy flying around that I really want. Yes. I-, I really want that many. I've tried to get people to sell it to me before, and I've not been able to get a copy. But for now, thank you,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you you.
0: for listening to Getting Tabled. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.